Hi, folks. Um, we are back. Um, this is Stan. And Jason. And Yvette. As you know, we took a, a week or so off. Um, we were doing like everybody else. We were just trying to get through the elections. Um, and thank goodness we did because, like, it's just been an a ever-changing dilemma, like, what's going on with the elections. So I'm glad we didn't talk about it back then because now we got plenty to talk about. Um, we're going to spend some time talking about our crazy president who's leaving. We're going to talk about COVID, as we, we always do. And we're going to talk a little bit about the future, our, our president, vice president-elect. Um, so we're excited about this week. Um, you know, we've got some stuff to talk about because, you know, are we headed to a civil war? Are we headed to, like, chaos? Um, what's going to happen to us? Like, what kind of thoughts you guys got? Man, let me tell you something. And just thinking about Trump, he doesn't want to go. He almost, he does not want to leave the White House. You know, when I think about him leaving, it reminds me of a movie, um, one of those Tyler Perry movies. Uh, I believe it's Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and and how the Kimberly Elise character is just literally just drug out of her house. I feel like the folks are gonna have to drag the president out of the White House, and that's not trying to. Hey, 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 hey! I'm interrupting right now, like. Isn't that a good thing? I mean, can't we be entertained? Don't we want to see that happen? What do you I think? would love to see him walk out on his own power and not more and acting like a, a screaming baby who is basically it's time to go leave the park and, and mom is trying to pull him out of the park. Because, I mean, I feel like he's going to act like a, a small kid who's just not getting his way. Um, aren't aren't you know, we a country of entertainment, event? I mean, would that be would that be a Saturday night skit, Saturday night live skit? Oh my God, it's going to be a Saturday night live skit for for sure. But the fact is, is that I still have remained hopeful that you know he's going to act like a grown up and and you know and have some decorum and and it's not happening. And I should have been. Um, in alignment with a quote that I love. No, 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 no. We're not getting. We're not going back to being intelligent yet. We got to go back to. We got to keep on the. It would be his. It would be the biggest ratings of his of his presidency, because the Secret Service is already fired up. They got. They've got twelve of their own who who either on quarantine or just caught it. Caught the virus from being at his rallies. They're mad. The, at at, at twelve oh one on inauguration day, they are ready. They're like a Koye in in Black Panther. They're like, you know what? At, at first, they were like, we serve the office of the president, or you know, they, or they serve the, the the king. They serve the crown. But now it's like when Killmonger gets in there, they're like, no, it's time to go. This is that moment when they all come out from underneath and be like, it is time for you to go. And I will do anything I can to get you out because it's about the country, not about your crazy diaper wearing baby. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kudos, kudos, bro. Anytime you can get a Black Panther reference in our podcast, that's a win. Thank you. But I got to go back to my dear sister. Yes, you're, you love you're, me. you're still waiting for him to be an adult? I mean, still. I guess I, I hold out hope. But, you know, like I was getting ready to say, you know, uh, Maya Angelou has this quote that I love so much. Um, and it says, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And, you know, and I still have held out hope that he was going to change, you know, even with some of the people saying that, oh, he's a Christian. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe he, maybe he can change. Maybe the Jesus that 
he claims that he has, then, you know, it's going to make him change. But also, he's like, you know, a tree by the fruit it bears, and, you know, his fruit is well, just bad. Like Jesse Jackson said, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. He must, he must spell... He must spell Christian different than I spell it, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, that's a whole nother, that. that's a whole nother podcast, but it's just, it's, it's crazy because I just, I just don't think that he's going to, you know, be, be the man that he should be and um, acknowledge when he's lost. I just not. And I hate that because there are a lot of people who are following him and going to act the same way. Yeah, he's in his spider hole now. He's hiding out. You know, he's he's. I think he's had like one one appearance since then. And you know, it's like Saddam at the end of the first Gulf when they found him in the hole. Uh, he's been he's trying to figure out how to hold on. He's filing lawsuits like they're going out of style, and they're all getting tossed. What happened to uh, Saddam in the hole, Jason? Yeah, it wasn't, didn't go well. It didn't <laughs> okay. go well. Okay, it didn't go well. I'm not going there because we're not we're not trying to incite violence here. But it, you know, your reference to civil war is real. I mean, we got a good friend of ours who's a very intelligent person who really believes we're already in a cold civil war. And so I think there's a there's a reality to that. And part of this for me is the nervousness of what is the next few weeks while he's still in charge. You know, there's a, there's the Constitution has a has an amendment set up just for this kind of thing. If if the if the president isn't fit anymore, you know, maybe it's time to put make Pence the 46th and let Biden be the 47th. I mean, I'm just saying it might be it might be better to have somebody with some you know adult brain on 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 the button. So this country has hit an all time low. If you got to pick Pence. You got no choices, do you, bro? No, no. You, I mean, you, you can't. You're not gonna. It's not. I'm not gonna be some radical and say we got to jump to Pelosi because that's just that's just too easy to, to shoot me down on. But but the reality <laughs> of the fact, the reality of the fact that he is becoming unhinged. He started removing people that didn't agree with him in our military system. I mean that there we're joking around a lot, but there's there's something to be said when your people in that and the Pentagon are the people you have to get rid of because they don't agree with you and what you're asking them to do, which I've known a lot of soldiers over the years. They at the end of the day, they do take it very seriously that they protect this country. And if they if they're putting up putting up a fight enough to be getting pushed out, that scares me as to what he's asking them to do. And that's what and that's just real. Um, and I don't know how we're going to change this. I don't know how we're going to change this this rhetoric and this this divide. You know, the numbers are huge on on and you know we've we've talked years and years about how uh, a negative thing in in urban communities was gentrification. You know, you came in, you pushed out black people, you pushed out people of color and poor people to bring in yuppies. But I think we need to we need to gentrify the the rural communities. I think we've we've gotten these bubbles, these urban and and rural bubbles that have now created this divide. That, like you said, there's there's a there's a real possibility of of a fight. And the reality is, I don't know how many people are, are ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can gentrify those rural areas, and in the meantime, we're going to stay away from them, right? Probably because that's probably the smart thing to do. Unfortunately, um, you know. Except if you live in them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I think you know the election. The election doesn't fix anything. You know, I, I, if you look, if you watch social media, and it's just nonstop. You know, you got people thinking that this is going to save us, but you know, I, I'm not optimistic. I, I, I realize that. 71 million people voted for him. And that is a scary thought. But you know what that means? That means regard if you walk out, somebody real close to you voted for him. And I mean, and I don't want to call, I'm not going to call everybody, you know, racist, but you know, 
Jason, I mean, what do you think? Like, guess a percentage of them. Uh, I'm not even going to try because that's just, it's, but I can tell you this at the end of the day, there was a time where you can be a Republican and I wouldn't have just said you're a racist because you're Republican. I would still say that if if you're telling me you're Republican, but if you're telling me that Donald Trump is the, is the person you want leading your charge, then I have a really hard time arguing against the fact that you're being racist. I I just, you cannot continue the rhetoric he has continued they, and just being mean. I mean, not even just racism, but just just mean. sexism, anyism. I mean, you know, he starts when he starts by, you know, insulting a reporter who's 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 got a disability, and and you know, and all of the other things. I mean, you can't tell me that you follow this this person and not take on some of that baggage. It's just yeah, good folks you on both sides. Oh gosh. You know, so, it, so yeah, there's, yeah. there's 70, there's 70 million people out there who I have to question where their compass is pointing. You know, we thought, we thought this election would be a referendum on the president and it was, but it was also a referendum on this country. We're, we're nowhere near where we thought we were. And it's kind of scary where we're at. We're kind of scary where we're at. Um, you know, bear with me for a minute because I feel like I want to kind of recap. We're talking about reflecting on our day and where we've been and, you know, I, I'm reflecting on election day. You know, I woke up kind of hopeful, happy on election day. Um, I listened to D Nice, and I've referred, I've talked about him in past podcasts. But you know, he was really kicking it. He was playing the best music. He had thousands of people on there listening to him, and everybody was all upbeat, and we were feeling good. You know, I went to I went to bed that night. I was absolutely depressed because I really felt like, man, this guy's gonna win. This guy is going to win. And um, that was profane that stopped there. So I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> and, um, and then I woke up the next day, saw the numbers and, you know, I didn't say anything because he was still in question, but I felt like he, Biden was going to win. Um, but it was a roller coaster for me and everybody else. And um, it's, it's kind of scary, but I'm stressed. I'm stressed out for the future of this country. Um, this country is way too divided. We have way too many people willing to say anything that comes to their mind. And, you know, I don't think that's a good way to be. You know, I, 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 people take shots at people being politically correct. I want more people to be politically correct every now and then. Because Amen to people that. already have manners, right? Amen to that. I mean, you know, it's a thing of home training. You know, your, your mamas and your daddies, you, they raise you to be polite and, you know, hold your, hold your tongue. If, if, if you can't say something nice, but people just want to say whatever they want to say, they're going on these different social media platforms like Parlor. Yeah, I said it. Parlor. Stop and, giving them press. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't uh, give them no shout outs. <laughs> but, but they, people are going out there to those different places where they can say whatever they want to say. And, you know, that's just, I feel some kind of way about that. You know, and I get that people are frustrated and for years, I mean, the frustration of of not understanding what is right to say and wrong to say, that's different than what we're dealing with. There's a difference between someone being offended by something you say or a microaggression or something something that's, that's not intentional versus what's going on now. Now it's just straight up coming out and saying, uh, which one of them was it that said, well, you know, if, if black people would just follow what Trump had laid out for them, if they wanted it bad enough, they'd be okay under his policies. That That's was, no I mean, different than what was, my mom and went through. Yeah, Kushner. That was, that was, that was, that was Satan himself, Jared Kushner. Well, I think, uh, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, he definitely, yeah. 
I mean, but those are, I mean, those are the kind of direct statements. I mean, you know, there's a difference between, you know, offending someone because you didn't know you have, you have innocent ignorance of what is, what is proper to say in, in, you know, with folks, but there's, this has gone past that. This has gone to full out. I am just going to be mean and angry and it's okay. And, and it's because again, when, 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 when the head of the household says it and does it, that it gives everybody else permission. And that's well, we where we are with this. The fifties and the sixties where, where what you're saying was, was commonplace. I mean, people say what they wanted to say, you know, and when my mama was growing up, if they wanted to call you names, they did. If they wanted to basically make you feel like you were subhuman, they did. I mean, I don't feel like it's any different than that. Well, I guess they did want to. They said they wanted to make America great again. The only <laughs> I mean, difference, the only difference, is we have a damn president that wears diapers right now, and he's a. He needs some help, folks. He he needs some help. Keep going, Jason. We got to get to a different topic. Well, you know, you know, and 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 it, again, when the head of the household tells you something, when they sit there and they say that COVID's not real. That the you know blames China, says it's going away, says it'll be gone by Easter, then says it's not bad, then goes and does his Evita moment on the on the White House, you know, with ripping his mask off. No wonder we're at an exponential rate of new cases. You know, you talked about percentages. So seventy million plus people voted for him. There's a probably a good chance that thirty five million of those people don't believe in the virus and don't believe the virus is real. We all have. I mean, it is. The push to get back to sports, the push to get back to school. I remember all the flack schools took that decided to stay in distance because people are like, you need to get these kids in school. And believe me, I was home this week after, after you know, with our one room schoolhouse. And yeah, I want their butts back in a school building. But I also know that it isn't real. It, 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 it'll, it'll put people at risk. And there is no point for my, you know, uh, you know, desire for them to be going into it. And, and the lockdowns aren't the problem. The problem is the fact that we're not putting the money forth to support the people who have to lock down. Had we been attacked by a foreign country, all everything would be on the table. We'd have money to do everything we want. And we're under attack by a virus, not created or sent by anybody, but it's real. It's attacking us and killing us at an exponential rate. So we need to put money forth. And that's not just the president. That's his cronies that follow him, too. I just, I don't know how people can continue to, to follow this path, especially as the holidays are coming up, Stan. It's, this is, this is going to get weird. Yeah. I was, um, I was smiling. I, um, I was smiling on one thing you said, I got to go back to like, when you said your, your one room schoolhouse, you know what I had a vision of? A little house what? on the prairie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I started well, thinking we, about Laura Ingalls. Remember that conversation? Well, well that's because you're in Minnesota. So yeah, that's a <laughs> Oh, that was a show back then when we only had two or three choices. So Trust me. Yeah, trust me. And 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 uh, again, shout out to Sarah and and all the other moms and dads and aunts and uncles and anybody else who's out there trying to teach kids in in home. I mean, Yvette, you're you're in the middle of that. I mean, how are you feeling right now? Feeling crazy. Um, it has just been one thing after the next thing after the next thing, and um, I'm tired. I mean, it, it's that you have to do your work, and then you have to make sure your kids are, are doing their work, and um, and you can't get out. I, I'm just feeling feeling trapped in my own house, 
Um, I want to go out and, and see, see my family. You know, I, I got y'all there in Minnesota. I got family in North Carolina and Virginia, and we can't see anybody. And I think all this, this aggression in, you know, in the house, you know, the kids, they're, they're, they're not happy and, and I'm frustrated. So it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit hard, you know, when, especially when I think about the holidays and there are some people who are being very creative. I, I went to a Zoom family reunion and that was really fun. You know, shout out to Hamilton and Carrie Gray. And I know um, parts of my mother's family, the Perkins, we're going to have a, a Thanksgiving Zoom. So people are being creative, but it's just, it's not the same. No hugs, no, no food, no fellowship like that. It doesn't take the place of, of being together. And, and I'm, I'm sad about it. You know, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but it's going to take a lot of liquor for us to enjoy that a family reunion Zoom. Like, oh. Or maybe oh. not. Think about it, you can mute oh. people now. Now you can mute that crazy uncle. <laughs> no, but it was actually a lot of fun. We played some games and stuff, but it just doesn't take the place of of being together. I, I mean, it was fun, but just a couple not the glasses same. of wine. That'll be fine. We'll do it. <laughs> and so, so I'm, um, you know, how I'm feeling, you know, you guys know I was talking about the Zoom fatigue. I mean, it just hit me hard this week. I mean, I think I had like 20, 30 meetings on Zoom. And then the last two days were just back to back to back to back. And um, that cannot be good for anybody. And uh, we got to figure out a way to, to, to change the trajectory, to, to do something. Um, I'm doing a project with, um, with a group, a nonprofit, and they're going to do a virtual town hall soon. And they're going to have people to kind of give families and people some advice and tips on what to do during the holidays. So we need that because I don't know what to do. I mean, yeah, we're going to cook. Yeah, we're going to hang out. But, man, we're doing that anyway right now. <laughs> so, so that's nothing special. But... Um, Getting to, you know, COVID, my thoughts, we got to figure out a way to get the politics out of this. And maybe, maybe the new administration can figure that out because, you know, nobody wants to say this, but we probably do need to take off four to six weeks and stop things a little bit. And that is a terrible, painful thing to say. And trust me, I get it. I'm the last person that wants to do that. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a partner in a small new business that's hurting mightily because of this. But you know, we have a choice. Are we gonna hurt for a few months or are we gonna have hundreds of thousands of people die? And and you know, the experts are saying it, and I think much to the chagrin sometimes of of Biden, one of his new members is a is a, a big time scientist out of Minnesota here, and he came out right away with that. And I, that's the that's singing the tune of those who were anti-Biden. But I think the reality is. If, if that's what all the experts are telling us, then the job of the politicians is to find a way to make it work to where we're not going to have people losing their jobs and homes and not being able to eat. And I think that, that if again, if we want to talk about how we can come together as a country, let's talk about that. Let's stop arguing about whether or not we believe in this virus and then start trying to come together on how we can all make sure we can make it through. Because you cannot tell me that there's not a way, there's not funding or there's not you know, places to go, these big corporations that have all their tax cuts can't come in and say they're going to come together and, and put money forth for their employees. All of those things can come together. Heck, all the all the 
taxes Trump didn't pay. If he paid them all, maybe we could we could have a lockdown for eight weeks. But um, you know, I mean, that's, that's what I'm. With... <laughs> it's it's oh, yeah. here goes my other brother. That's a good. You one. know, it was it was it's just the reality. We should be able to do it, and we have to because it's really sad that in SNL got it right when they re when Biden jumped back in the campaign, uh, you know, I was watching the special that they ran before the election or that might've been election night where his intro was daddy's back. Everything's going to be okay. And it's really sad that we had to bring back the old, what will be the oldest president ever to take office in order to get us back into some kind of sanity. Um, but he is somebody that, that, that embraced being a public servant I mean, there's no argument about that, whether you say he was effective or not, whether you want to challenge, you know, the the ebbs and flows. Everyone wants to go after him for the crime bill stuff. But, man, during the 80s, everybody was saying that everybody was talking about super predators. Everyone was talking about the drug war and all of these things. So all of those are crazy things that, that you can look back at anybody's life and make decisions. But thank goodness that we are on a path. As long as, you know, as long as Trump doesn't bunker down and, and stop, you know, <laughs> make the Secret Service take him out to have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the White House. And I think really that job one when they get there is to make sure she's ready to take over and take over and be supported. Not that she's not ready now, but that she can be supported and she has a support structure that doesn't trigger a white slash red backlash. Um, against her because it's already out there. The misogyny's out there. The double standards are out there. This, the the accusations and all those things are already out there. And we need to make sure that she's got that support because there's going to be a point pretty quickly here where I feel like she's going to be a very important person to this country in that in that seat. You know, I think I'm glad we're going to reflect on on some positive. You know, as far as we're concerned, this is positive. I think, you know, Joe Biden has a virtually impossible job that he's going to have to have. Um, who would want to do this when you got 71 million people that you already know aren't going to support anything you do? Um, that's kind of tough. But um, I will speak to the man for a minute because, you know, Joe Biden's a good person. And, you know, people can say whatever they want to. You know, and I've said some stuff. I joked about some stuff. And I want, you know, you know I want to make sure he, he's going to be okay for four years. But the bottom line is his track record, if I could have his track record, if my kids could have his track record, as far as much how much he cares about people, that'd be a beautiful thing. When Cindy McCain campaigns hard for him, that means they were enemies. They were political enemies for a long time. And, and I mean, I heard some interviews and she said, you know what, the things that he said to me and my family behind the scenes, it was just beautiful. And, and, and so they believed it. And, and that's what, that's what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, having somebody that's decent and a good person throwing some smarts, put some smart people around you and get some things done, but nobody can, nobody can argue the decency of this man. And then Kamala, you know, I mean, I don't need to do this, but I got to do it one more time. Oh, because don't do back it. when no. they had all these, candidates remember all these candidates yep who was my choice at the beginning uh, was I'm it, uh, oh, i thought it was I, beto weren't you beto weren't you a beto fan no. no and so so you know i don't know everything but i knew that one <laughs> and so um i i'm i'm 
overjoyed. I mean, it's been said too many times, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But, you know, having having someone that's my skin tone, that has some of my beliefs, that has some of my culture, that listens to the music that I like, and that happens to be a woman and happens to be, you know, somebody that that's smart. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be good. This is going to be fun to watch. And I can't wait to see what what the future holds for her. Yeah, don't try yeah. to be Van. Don't try, don't try to be Van Jones. No, no crying. <laughs> Y'all leave Van alone. Y'all leave Van alone. It's one thing. Like everybody cries. Man, he was really crying. That was Y'all some, leave that Van was, alone. Van is was was all man. in his feelings, and and you know what? I'm I'm I feel like I'm all in my feelings too. It you went know? viral. <laughs> <laughs> it was effective. It was effective. Yeah. I mean, it is about a feeling, and I'm so glad that Van could actually be vulnerable enough to to let his um, feelings show. I mean, because you know, society says that black men don't have any feelings, and he was brave enough, courageous enough to show his on on in front of the world to see that, hey, yeah, I'm a black man, and I'm happy, and I'm gonna show you how happy I am. Like, so, yes. Van Jones, you all right with me. But for me, I felt like for me, I'm I'm in all in my feelings. I'm so excited that decency is back, decorum is back, empathy and compassion are back. And 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 it's Joe, it's Joe Biden. Um just who he is and 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 how he cares for the people. You know, the thing that he has overcome in his life, he wasn't born a rich man. So he understands about not having money. He has not always been in the in the limelight. So he knows how to work from behind the scenes. He knows what grief looks like. He's lost a child. He's lost a wife. So he can put himself right in the middle of the American people and be a real dude. I love, love, love that about Joe Biden. But then comes Kamala Harris. I'm going to admit it. I love Kamala Harris, but I wasn't always on team Kamala because when she was a presidential candidate, I felt like she didn't show enough of who she was or I didn't have a good feeling about what she could do um, for the American people. But, you know, I, w- I was wrong about it. I my actually dear, came. My dear sister was wrong once, guys. I know, Uh-oh. right? Uh-oh. Oh, that's on tape. That's not. That's on tape. Sister, sister's one. (laughs) But um, for me, uh, I got on. I got on the Kamala bus um, at the Democratic National Convention to see her family, and and when they introduced her, I mean, I had a breakdown. I guess I was being Van Jones ish, and I had I had me a good cry because it was like this was Mamala, this was Auntie. This was this was me. It was everything that I have worked hard in my life to be, and it's on display. There's a black woman that looks just like me, and she's gonna be in the White House. That and when she came out to Mary J. Blige, I stood up in my <laughs> own house. I stood up in my own house. Um, it just made my heart so happy. There are so many times when we try to be what other folks would want us to be, and they're still not satisfied, but she came out listening, I mean, walking out to who she is, work that, and that's what she's going to do. She's going to work that, made me stand up straighter, and yo, my Kamala suit is on the way. 
There it is. <laughs> no, no, Yvette, that was well said. Well said. Well said. That was awesome. We we have to do something though to to make sure again, like I said before, we have to find a way to help her, help each other, help help figure out where we go from here. Because again, you know when when. Obama was elected. Everyone thought, you know, everyone started talking about, okay, everything's going to be better because, because you got somebody who was, was brilliant and black in the white house. So all of a sudden the world's going to get fixed. And now we're saying we've got a great public servant who understands how to use the the people around him who are smart. And you got Kamala going in there and we're, I, it cannot be that we allow them this to be the, okay, we've done the work. I was driving through uh, South Minneapolis yesterday, and one there was a one of the murals, many murals out there about George Floyd, and they had, had they had added to it. They had added to it that democracy, you know, did its job, but now the real work begins. And I think that's a key thing that we have to tell ourselves. And you know, we jump on the bandwagon too. We get all funny and try, make fun of Trump and make fun of fo- folks who follow them. And again. You know, I, and I'll be even I'll, I'll reiterate it. I've ne- you know, everyone wants to call Democrats snowflakes, but there's a lot of fo- conservative folks who get really upset and really offended if you start coming at them. And so we all got to find a way to go to the middle ground and have some real conversations with folks, because we're not going to do any good for ourselves if we're 70 to 70. Well, you know, 70 million on one side, 70 million on the other is not getting us anywhere. How, how are we going to get? past that because this has been great and this is wonderful where's the work yeah well look you know but i i gotta say this though you know the election where um president obama won um you say we thought it was going to fix things it did fix some things it fixed people's mindsets to know that a black man can be president Um, And I just want to make sure that I say that out loud, because when I was growing up and I remember in the classroom that I was sitting in in the third grade, there was a little black boy who said he wanted to be president. And then there was somebody who said that, you know, black men aren't presidents. And now, you know, fast forward, black men, a black man can be a president. So it did fix fix some mindsets, even if it was fixing mindsets of black people, of, of where we can go It fixed mindsets of black people who went to HBCUs, who people tell them that they can't aspire to go higher because they went to a predominantly black school. But look at how a university, how a university is represented in the White House. So yeah, it fixed a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I, I just want to, my perspective on this right now is I, I hope that people, you know, they don't have a double standard now that we have a different um, administration, particularly a black woman. Let, let's don't have bad memories, because the last time I checked, the Congress or the Senate. When's the last time they've done anything? Mm. Like when? When is the last time they've been effective and done a damn thing? And so, don't come telling me that now everybody's got to get things done because nothing mm. has gotten done in a long time. And right. so let's don't let's don't have bad memories about this. Oh no, that's it. Yeah, that's it's, it. It, right. It, it, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, I gotta go back to one thing, and we're gonna end on this. And and you guys don't even know this, but I gotta do this, Jason. You said something about taxes. And taxes. Trump. And so taxes. what I gotta do is we gotta bring in Iverson back in and put in that. <laughs> what you talking about? 
We're talking about taxes? <laughs> taxes? Taxes? We're talking about taxes? This ain't a game. This ain't a game. This ain't a game. is something else. We always can go back to him. It's either that or bad boys. It seems to be our go-to. So yeah. we got we to gotta find some new things. But yeah. uh, I think, again, if there's one challenge out there for everybody, if, if, as we've been feeling, is to literally uh, find somebody that you may have muted on Facebook during this time. And if they haven't left for parlor, uh, may find them again and, and sit down virtually and uh, have them uh, maybe listen to us, have a little black, co- uh, some black coffee, a little sugar together. And uh, try to try to try to bridge some gaps, cause cause we're not gonna do this separated. Can't no. top that. Can't top that, guys. We're, that's not a wrap. Until next time, man. Have a little black coffee. Have some sugar with it. You know it. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye.